1: welcome to the ninja turtle power hour i'm spencer toon i'm keith mcguffey
2: and i'm mike templeton
1: and this week we're going to be covering episodes 4 through 6 of the second season of the 1987 cartoon. So that's going to be The Mean Machines, Curse of the Evil Eye, and The Case of the Killer Pizzas. Yeah, it's already getting wacky. Hey, I mean, it was already is wacky show before. not wacky. It hasn't it's not like it has not been wacky before, but like, you know, with a title like The Case of the Killer Pizzas, you know you're going, like, a
0: whole nother level. Right? Oh, yeah. You know? Like, it, we're, uh, we're reaching a new level of wacky in this show. <laughs> it works really well for the Turtles, but I would watch an episode of anything that was called The Case of the Killer Pizzas. I mean, you're not Big wrong. Tracy, uh, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. uh, anything. I, yeah. It's a- I, <laughs> I would like to see that
1: happen in The Mandalorian, just, like, pizza to suddenly exist in the Star Wars universe. And yeah, we already yeah know- why not? Yeah. Yeah. We- we already know that dudes in jeans sitting around corners exist there, right? Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have space waffles, and that's really close to pizza already. So Yeah,
1: and, and those little things that Baby Yoda eats that are also similar to other macrons. Macron there you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, They're just green. So why not pizza?
2: And yeah. why not
1: killer pizzas?
2: And pizza has to exist in the Star Wars universe.
1: Like, it has to. Like, come on, who, how could you not think of just like baking bread in a flat circle and just throwing some cheese on it? Like cheese and bread.
0: Yeah, I mean, they go together. If they figured out twin ion engines, they've figured out how to put cheese and sauce on on dough. Like, exactly. It's right there, right? It's right there. Anyway, this is an initial podcast, not a uh,
1: not a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> but, but we made it, we
2: made it related for a second.
1: We did. It was related for a second. Yeah. Oh man. Um should we get on with our first segment?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, tell me a story, Spencer.
2: Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi.
1: So the first episode we're going to be talking about, number four, The Mean Machines, was written by Michael Reeves. And in this story, Don has created a device to track down the second fragment of the Eye of Sarnoff. On the way to tracking it down, they stop a robbery in progress. But because they're distracted with this robbery, Shredder is then able to swoop in and get the, and get this uh, piece of the Eye of Sarnoff, this fragment. And it, this is after I believe Stockman threw it away in the previous episodes, right? They finally uh, tracked it back down. It's yeah. the same fragment. Yeah, because they find it in the dump in this one, right? It yeah, in a dumpster. It in a dumpster. Yeah. yeah. So they go off, and they the turtles end up, you know, of course, stopping these robbers. But Shredder has it now. Like I said, so Shredder has a plan now to hook this crystal to a super powerful computer. Because it would then function as an unlimited power source and give this computer, essentially, you know, powers to do who knows what. But, you know, unlimited power. Unlimited power. Star Wars again. (laughs) Say Star Wars. Star Wars.
2: Unlimited power.
1: I can't even do it. Uh, I don't know how he said it. (laughs)
2: Unlimited power.
1: There we go. (laughs) And he's going to use it to destroy the turtles. That's his plan. So. Shredder finds this, like, temperamental, sassy computer with AI. the uh, well, AI so is what's temperamental and sassy, I guess. Either way, he orders it to destroy the turtles. So he hooks up the crystal to it, makes it super powerful. And because this crystal is hooked up to it, it can now control technology anywhere it can re- possibly reach for now. So it takes control of con- some construction vehicles where the turtles are and attacks them. They manage to defeat them, but April's van is destroyed. The the AI this computer, Omnus is its name, decides it needs even more power. So it gathers it from the uh, power plant, the city power plant, and takes over the entire city's machines. The Turtles get directions to Omnibus from, I mean, to Omnus. Omnus. To Omnus. Jeez. To Omnus from a <laughs> robo- not omnibus. <laughs> Not omnibus. That's a very different thing. But they get from directions to Omnis from a
0: robo-meter maid. From a robot-meter maid. Oh, like, man. Like the maid from the Jetsons, but like in blue, comes by and they ask her <laughs> questions. It's the, it's the craziest thing. What was what that about? I, you
1: got me. I, I don't mm. know. But they ask her. She's being controlled and she at first refuses and then Agrees for some reason that I can't remember. It was pretty weird, but you know. Whatever. Ninja Turtles. So they uh they're on their way to go stop Shredder, but then Shredder takes control of the party wagon. And but they circuit the control and barely save themselves. Shredder asks Omnis to open a portal to Dimension X. The turtles reach the building during this time and fight more robots. They get to Omnis and cut its cord before. It can uh, carry out Shredder's plan. Everything is shut down. All the machines, everything stops. The Shredder throws a smoke bomb and runs away. And Krang stays on the outs with Kr- I mean, Shredder stays on the outs with Krang. And the Turtles enjoy some pizza in the lair. And it ends. So thus begins Shredder's like hole. I don't even fight you guys anymore. I just run away uh, thing. <laughs> and that's the end of the story.
2: Just absolutely wild. yeah Yeah,
1: it's it's pretty insane like i said like it it just kind of gets more insane i've realized as it goes on
0: yeah it's like a it's like a fever dream in many ways Mm -hmm. all right uh so i'm gonna tell you about the next episode the curse of the evil eye uh let me go ahead and give you the cliff notes version first and then like i'm not nearly as good as spencer is summarizing things so i have like a page worth of notes here but (laughs) effectively what happens Shredder gets all the fragments of the Eye of Sarnoth. He makes the Eye of Sarnoth. It lets him turn any substance into any other substance, but it doesn't work on gold. The Turtles use gold shields to defeat Shredder. There's your Clifton's version. Now let's do the whole thing. Uh, Curse of the Evil Eye. This is written by Martin Pasco. It's got the first appearance of Blodgett, his amazing cat Mortimer, and Cement Man. So the Turtles, wearing their snazzy neckbeard sewer maintenance crew disguises, are using the new sarnoth to, to track the last fragment of the Eye of Sarnoth. Meanwhile, Shredder and Baxter have retrieved the fragment from the river. Shredder sends Baxter to go get lunch while he combines the Eye of Sarnoth and affixes it to his helmet. The turtles are planning to follow Baxter back from getting lunch to find Shredder, but Baxter hits them with an anti-disguise ray, revealing the turtles and causing some nearby dock workers to attack them to collect a reward that's apparently on their head. Baxter gets back with lunch, and the turtles barged in. With the Eye of Sarnoth, Shredder can transform any substance into any form he pleases.
2: <laughs> that was a fantastic turns... impression.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he turns the dragon on the takeout box that Baxter brought back into an actual dragon, and he turns Leo's swords into ice cream cones. Donatello loses the Sarnothometer in the fight with the dragon. The dragon escapes with Mike and Leo, while Don and Raph attack Shredder. April and New's crew, they see that dragon flying around, and they decide to follow it. Mike's able to use his nunchucks to subdue the dragon, and Don knocks off the Shredder's helmet. While they're getting the story, Blodgett, the news van driver, gets scared of the dragon and drives away. He manages to drive the van off a dock, but he does find Shredder's helmet. Uh, Later in his apartment, Blodgett's cat Mortimer convinces Blodgett to listen to a self-help tape, but but while he's positive wishing, he uh, excuse me. While he's positive wishing, the helmet turns his couch into a sports car.
1: Because like anyone would, mm-hmm. when you find a helmet that cool, he's just wearing it around the house.
2: Yep. All right. Doesn't even question anything. Finds it on the dock.
1: Yeah. I mean, I did the exact same thing with my Casey Jones mask when I got it. You know, it's right. fine. It's normal. You, yeah,
2: you found it in a dump <laughs> and...
1: No, I actually bought that one. But, you know, I still wore it around everywhere. Yeah. Oh, got it. <laughs> wore it around the house for fun from time to time. Does it have the Eye of Sarnoth affixed to the forehead, too? It does not, but I should ah, think I about that.
0: Eye of Sarnoth Casey Jones. That would right. be unstoppable. I, I need that now. <laughs> All right. Continue on. The, the turtles, they dress as pizza delivery guys and go looking for the Eye of Sarnoth. Uh, Baxter and Shredder, they, they bicker a bit before Baxter takes off with, his, with the Sarnothometer. He finds Blodgett messing with the eye, uh, trying to unsuccessfully turn a gold watch into more gold and Baxter uses his arm and leg gun to steal it. It's a gun that shoots a full arm and fully clothed leg to, to kick Blodgett. Uh, once he's done, Blodgett throws away the Sarnothometer, presumably in the same dumpster where he found the last fragment of the Sarnoth. Uh He finds an abandoned warehouse and turns it into the Taj Mahal. The turtles see this Taj Mahal and go to, to confront Baxter. Baxter turns a cowboy on a nearby billboard into a giant blob monster. And for those of you who have played the arcade version of Turtles mm-hmm. in Time, you'll recognize this as Simitman, Simitman. Prehistoric Turtlesaurus. Uh, and, and they fight that monster. Now, I, I am a little disappointed that he turned the cowboy into a, a blob monster and not just like a 10-foot tall cowboy. Mm. And
2: turtles to fight. Very specifically turned it into this blob monster. I
0: know. But I I feel like the cowboy one, like that writes itself, right? They're like Mm -hmm. jumping through lassos. Uh, Raph makes a joke about a six shooter being an eight shooter or whatever. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, it would work. Right. Yeah. All right. So Budget finds a sarnothometer and he uses it to track Baxter. Shredder also shows up to steal the helmet from Baxter, but is held off by a cement man. Uh, Leo, in the meantime, he makes a quick call to April for, for help. As the turtles are closing in on Baxter, he makes a giant lightning monster, and the turtles use the rug under them as an insulator to fight the lightning monster. Blodgett and Shredder attack Baxter, but Blodgett's pushed into a nearby pool, while Shredder takes the Sarnothometer. Baxter tries to turn the top of a tower into something, but since that top of the tower is made out of gold, it doesn't work because the eye of Sarnoth doesn't work on gold, but even though he made the gold.
2: I had that written in my notes. You stole it early.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, it's Green Lantern and the the color yellow. It's Mm -hmm. that kind of rule, right? Yeah. Uh, Shredder steals back the helmet and traps the turtle in a bubble, then flies off on a magic carpet to the interstate bridge. April and Splinter show up and save the turtles from the bubble. The gang comes up with a plot to use gold shields from ancient Rome that they borrowed from the museum to bum-rush Shredder. They show up at the, at the bridge in their blimp-slash-glider and knock off Shredder's helmet. Shredder dives for it, which causes the Sarnothometer tucked into his belt to come into contact with the Eye of Sarnoff. Uh, Donatello at this point reveals that the Sarnothometer was designed to destroy the Eye of Sarnoff, and the Shredder throws the helmet and the Sarnothometer into the river, where they explode. Uh, back at Blodgett's apartment, the Turtles are watching April's newscast about the events of the day. They flip channels to a show featuring Leonardo as a soldier. What is that scene about? And I, we're, we'll dive into that later. I'm, I'm positive. Uh, Logic gets everybody pizza, the end.
2: Absolutely wild. Yeah. Which brings us to The Case of the Killer Pizzas. Original air date, November 5th, 1988, written by Douglas Booth. Uh, Shredder and Baxter are making a call to Krang, Bebop, and Rocksteady. And it just kind of opens that, hey, we're going to give you these eggs of Dimension X creatures. (laughs) And immediately they decide we're going to put those on pizzas because there just happens to be a pizza bake-off with free samples and prizes going on. Now, a bake-off implies that there's a competition for baking, but there only seems to be the one uh pizza company that's doing this anyway
0: and there's only three pizzas total
2: (laughs) and there's only three pizzas total
1: now makes everyone that didn't get pizza want pizza right and
2: And the thing is there was a very disproportionate amount of flyers that went out for free pizza uh so shredder steals the flyers from a kid washes them down the sewer the turtles find them and that's how they find out about the free pizzas. So they convince April to go get the free pizzas for them. Meanwhile, Shredder has already planted the eggs that conveniently look like meatballs on said pizzas. Because April won these pizzas for them, and apparently Baxter becomes the person who gets to pick the <laughs> who gets to pick the winners of the free pizza. It's a whole thing. Highly recommend you watch this episode, guys. <laughs> because uh baxter is the one who reads them off everyone's kind of like oh that's a little weird that's suspicious but then april brings the tur- uh, brings the pizzas to the turtles the turtles give her a pizza and then they go off with uh, the two pizzas that they uh do that they that they were given to them april goes back to irma's apartment where they decide oh we're just gonna eat these here Uh, Irma pops the pizza in the microwave, which activates the egg uh, meatball and turns it into the uh, alien. In a very, in a scene kind of reminiscent of the Aliens movies, Um, (laughs) April makes a call to the turtles to come save her from this little creature. Uh, The creature escapes, and then they try to figure out where these other pizzas are. Uh, Apparently, the pizzas that the turtles got were replacement pizzas for the trap pizzas that Shredder laid in for them. The pizza company uh, got a call, said, hey, take those pizzas from the bake-off instead of making fresh ones, go give those to these people. So the uh, Turtles have to go track down the pizza boy. They find him at uh, delivering to a penthouse where these two kids uh, immediately pop the pizzas into the microwave for some reason. Uh, activating the two monsters. The, P- the pizza monsters escape again down into the sewers. The turtles have to go follow them. Shredder and the turtles are all now in the sewers trying to find these monsters. The monsters have jumped in the water, which helped them grow into their full form, looking like basically yellow xenomorphs from the Aliens movies. And then, it, it, you know, wackiness ensues. The turtles have to fight, uh, fight uh, the pizza monsters with Shredder. Eventually, Leonardo uh, figures out that if he electrocutes them, that will reverse the, the growth process, which is what he heard Baxter say earlier in the episode. Uh, the pizza monsters shrink back to their egg forms, and B- Shredder and Baxter escape. And then at the end of the episode, Michelangelo decides to make pizzas with meatballs on the side, but then conveniently forgets, oh, the monsters... Did I use those on the pizza or are they in my pocket where I kept them? The end. In other words,
1: don't trust Mikey to, to hold on to the monster meatballs.
2: It's just a weird <laughs> episode all around. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I finally figured out how that Mandalorian episode would work out, though.
0: <laughs> You've been thinking about it this whole he, time. He, he would, yeah. Yeah, I
1: have been. You know, he would need he would need something, and then someone would be like, yeah. But you see, I've got a problem with some pizzas.
2: (laughs) Well, speaking of pizzas, why don't we uh, we jump into a topping that we don't like, anchovies. Anchovies? We got to do a second time around. Oh, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) We have to, I failed that segue. (laughs) So I guess I I just cut out that whole bit about the anchovies.
1: Hey, nice junk. So first thing. Did people actually believe back when you guys were kids, like, did you actually believe that, like, a computer could reach out and control anything, like, even a fire hose?
2: I, abs- yeah. I mean, I didn't because I knew that didn't. That's not how those things worked. But did people? Like, did people I, actually just not like. It's like a, this is, this is like a cartoon thing.
0: Yeah. Like, like, there's so many cartoons always, that did it. Yeah, do, They still asking. do it. Yeah. It's like, you know what it is? It's Ferris Bueller's day off where, like, he's able to change his grades with computers. And then every writer in Hollywood was like, computers can just do anything. Wait, wasn't there War Games? Yeah, War Games was another one. Like, there's a couple movies that that like, um, put together this idea that computers can just do whatever, no, whenever, it's, to anything. It's the plot, fire to,
2: hoses. It's the plot to Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, they still use this trope. Yeah. It's, it's just so
1: bizarre because I remember listening to an episode of Comic Tropes on YouTube watching an episode and there was like a Power Rangers comic book about the internet mm-hmm. and uh, it was something real weird like uh, it was one of those weird internet things like
0: you know the, you can do anything with the internet I was like the 90s like you can do anything. We've been like back to the future like they go rescue Splinter's data bits off the internet like oh yeah back to the sewers. Back to the, the sewers. Sorry, yeah. I said back to the future. You said and, back to the future, yeah. and I was like,
2: eh.
0: Yeah, uh, that's a deleted scene in that in that movie. <laughs> but in the cartoon, yeah, they, they do that. It's it's ridiculous, yeah. I
1: don't know. The internet one, maybe it's just because I grew up with it. Like, I can almost buy that version of the internet type stuff. Like, you know, we're inside the internet. I don't know. Like, I can almost buy that. But it's when, like, before, like, Wi-Fi even exists, or things aren't even electronic, like a fire hose, and they're just, like, the computer, if you, you know, reach out, you can... Oh, yeah. You can All do right. something well,
2: It's like It's the it. whole reboot thing where, like, you know, reboot live... It was a living computer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, there's things like, you know... Granted, like, Back to the Sewers, it's still kind of ridiculous, but it's, like, almost believable because it's, like, this thing where they're, I guess, conscious inside the internet. But there's this where it's, like, this computer can control the fire hose because it can control technology...
0: Anyway, like yeah. what technology it's is everything.
2: in the fire hose?
0: Yeah, it's like that episode of Futurama where, like, is anything not a robot? And I think the milk yeah. carton speaks up. He's like, I'm not a robot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that it can control a fire hose and that the fire hose has enough consciousness to be taunted by Donatello. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole yeah. other level.
2: <laughs> yep. It,
1: it's just weird to me it's it's like and it's an old trope that's from all those old cartoons i think i've also seen an episode of super friends that's like that as well oh yeah uh i just was wondering if people like actually believe that or if it was just something it's, where it's just, just lazy like, writing
0: it's either that or shredder gets a magic crystal and uh controls things with magic so this is just the technology version of magic is all it is yeah it's just like the it,
2: it's 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 just a like a story like it like you said it's like a lazy story thing that every cartoon did it's like this and a shrinking episode yeah <laughs> staple of 80s cartoons
0: yeah and this isn't the only episode where like appliances attack the turtles either
2: oh absolutely
0: not yeah
2: <laughs> they will come again as we will oh, yeah. see eventually
0: yeah <laughs> and casey jones beats the shit out of them too <laughs>
1: well i will be looking forward to that i definitely love appliances come to life episodes (laughs) i watched the brave little toaster so many times
2: oh man i miss the brave little toaster
1: yeah suddenly you're feeling empathetic for your household appliances
2: oh that movie messes you up when you're a
1: kid yeah but yeah that that ac scene messes you up as a kid oh yeah well, it, it's, like he's even an adult i watch it like it's so that' that one up.
2: and like that one the junkyard scene yeah and then the one song in the pawn shop or like the not the pawn shop it's like it's like a repair shop i
1: don't remember that one is that like from uh, a sequel or something
2: no 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 it's in the original
1: i don't know but yeah the that the car one is definitely very uh the junkyard one is like that that whole song is like very Dark. <laughs> I don't know. Now you you're just able, watching now, all now these, I gotta go look that one up. You're just watching all these cars get killed in a junkyard, mm-hmm. and yeah, the AC he like blows up and pretty much dies more or less because he's so
0: upset. And then the vacuum's just like,
1: yeah, he was a jerk, anyways.
0: <laughs> and it's been a long time since I've seen Brave Little Toaster. I, I think I only watched that like at a friend's house twice or something. I don't think I. I think I skipped all the trauma from from that particular movie. No, I, I did not.
2: Yeah, okay. It's it's the spare parts it. shop when when Radio's gonna have his tubes extracted.
1: All right, I haven't watched it in a very long time, so
2: <laughs> you gotta watch. Yeah, we'll, that scene is just. Whew.
0: We'll go back and you know we'll have an episode about the brave little toaster on here. It's related. Yeah. <laughs> Someone listening to us right now has probably just like turned it off. Like I am not. Reliving the brave little toaster. I came here for Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. I came here for. Machines, I came here for fire hoses, fighting amphibians. Not brave little toaster. I Not bet I can. Toasters.
2: I bet I can find a connection between brave little toaster and Ninja Turtles.
0: Appliances
1: coming to life.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I could find an actual connection. <laughs> Get back to me in a couple episodes. We'll figure it out. All right.
1: Anyway, that was just my thing. Like I said, that, that whole computers controlling things. I was wondering if that was just a thing people actually believed or it turns out it wasn't it was just a trope
2: yeah <laughs> they may have at some point like you know the 60 the 50s and the 60s when computers were like taken off like that you know they didn't they didn't know how computers worked they didn't know what transistors were yeah fair enough
0: in a way they're not wrong like my thermometer my thermostat's a computer my oven's I mean, got a computer in it my, yeah. i mean
2: nowadays yeah, yeah like this this trope works more now
1: especially since you have like more and more things like you know that connect to your in like home internet oh yeah you know like doorbell yeah, yeah your so, doorbell there's fridges that play i was gonna say like fridges that have,
2: <laughs> yeah fridges that have that like my i'm wearing a computer on my wrist right now like you know, it, it, now it works, but like we also know now that computers still can't control past the computer, right? You know, essentially, it's like, <laughs> like my watch isn't going to hop off and choke me because I can take the strap off. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> why I'm, it's not just afraid.
0: I'm not afraid of a Terminator situation because, like, even on the Zoom call, like, we lost Spencer for a minute. Like, robots can't even keep their Wi Fi going. How, how exactly
2: do us off? Yeah, exactly. And as, and as the turtles defeat the computer in this episode anyway, like they just unplug it. Right. Or April, April does it. April unplugs it, yeah.
1: Your fridge comes to life
0: and is attacking you, chasing you down the street and then it leaves the range of the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, so this is, a, this is a weird aside, but I, I've won a single writing contest in my entire life for a short story that I submitted to a school writing contest in first grade. It was exactly that scenario. It was like the kid's alarm clock turns anthropomorphic when it tries to wake him up. The kid says, "Like, all right, let's have a race. And if I win, I'll go to I'll go back to bed. If you win, I'll go to school." And so they race. They get to the door, and the alarm clock unplugs from the wall, and the kid goes back to bed. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I there
2: like it. Nice it's twist it's there. A good story, the spe- right? especially for a
1: six, like especially for someone like first grade. You said. I First grade, yeah. I have, a, I have
0: a little trophy for it. It's pretty that's amazing. Not bad. Uh, I peaked incredibly early. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's all downhill from there. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> um, I, I don't have much more to say about uh, the mean machines, except just what a weird... Yeah, weird I don't movie. either. Uh, I, I do want to talk about the Eye of Sarnoth, though, because like that's the big plot point of the Curse of the Evil Eye. Mm-hmm. And... uh I've been I've been thinking about it and I went through and I like I looked at the sprite sheets of the original arcade game. Mm-hmm. I think Konami like really got their money's worth from the eye of Starnoth. Because if you look at Shredder's sprites, that attack he does where he shoots lightning and turns you into a baby turtle, it kind of looks like he like hits his helmet huh. real quick and then shoots you. And if you remember, like when you knock his helmet off, he can't do that attack anymore. Yeah. So I kind of think he has the eye of Starnoth in that game. And the Hyperstone Heist, I mean it's it's three purple gems that Mm -hmm. shredder is using to shrink the city it's exactly the eyes of sarnoth so they really got their money's worth from that and then um you know the story ends here for the eye of sarnoth but in the comic books tmnt adventures uh these are a plot point way down the line in like issue 40 where a, a shark from the future is trying to steal them to, to power his time machine, which is amazingly cool. We, we figure out why this alien had them and crash landed on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, they He are stole actually, them. He stole them from another alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's actually it's the alien's eyes. That alien shows up to get his eyes back. Oh, does he do it in the cartoon? Uh, no, this is in the comics. Oh, okay. So the cartoon yeah. is just never explained. Cool. The car- yeah, we're done. You'll never hear about him again
1: after All this. Right. I don't think. Cool. <laughs> just crash lands mysteriously and like nothing happens just like oh yeah i get these things yeah the wrong yeah. hands they could do something bad
0: why does he have them why did he crash land yeah Especially weird. because like don't they fight people from space later and i don't think they ever make a connection there with like lord Drake or anything but
1: yeah i don't know i haven't watched the whole cartoon all the way through so you know we'll, well we're figure doing, it out, find out. we're, doing, we're it. doing it we're doing
0: now, it can we can we talk about this scene at the end with Leo as a soldier in a TV
2: show? You know, I thought it was uh, like, I even just, I was re-watching it again. Like, I've got, I've got the clip pulled up here and I was trying to identify like the cartoons or the, the all the shows that they're watching and like, one of them is obviously Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the Smurfs. But like, they kind of look like the Snorks. Yeah. And then, yeah. It's then the Snorfs. The Snorfs. <laughs> um, and then leo as a soldier running from attack helicopters is it
1: supposed to be like a reference to like the rambo cartoon was that out at that time that odd and, time where they turned like rated R movies into children's wow. properties <laughs> well i mean
2: but that's but that's not a, that's that doesn't even resemble anything from that cartoon from the rambo cartoon so i don't know yeah
0: i, I wouldn't know either yeah rambo w- the cartoon was 86
2: so I mean, so, I, so, like, I guess it's, it it's around be. for them to make a parody of it, but I don't think, I don't think that's the parody of that. Well, and like, why is Leo in it? Yeah. It, I, that's the weirdest thing is like, why is Leo in it? Well, mm-hmm. even it's if just... it's a
0: guy like dressed like Leo, like, they are apparently fugitives because that's why the, the dock workers attack them. You could, we, the so... we talk
2: about that? Like, how often the turtles are just on the surface in broad daylight yeah well, yeah, I
0: mean, they in the pizza bake off in the next yeah. episode. So.
1: Yeah, my wife actually ended up watching one of these episodes with me, and she's used mm. to, like, because I've shown to the 2003 series, and we've, like, read the IDW comic, like, you know, bits of it together. And so she's like, wait, they're just running out in daylight? And I was mm. like, uh, yeah, that's that's what they do. <laughs> yeah,
2: my, my, my actually, wife uh, my wife watched, uh, watched these with me, too, and uh, she I mean she likes these versions, sort of like, Raph Raff, Raff is her favorite. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like we were just watching again and it's like who yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a weird scene. I don't understand it. Uh, it keeps me up at night. Like <laughs> you have nightmares well, about Leo the it's machine just, gun. It's I just do.
2: it's it's a weird, it's just a weird like joke to do, I guess.
0: I know, and it's I would almost buy that it was like some stupid animation error if like Raph didn't nudge Don and point to the TV. Like, yeah, you know, like clearly they meant to do it. It's it's real, real strange though.
1: Maybe it's supposed to be a joke about when people adapt things to a TV show, how it's nothing like the original creation. I don't the creation before it. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I wouldn't I, give it that
2: much yeah. credit. I think
0: you're thinking way highbrow. <laughs> yeah. This show is. No.
1: <laughs> it's actually social commentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets like super deep.
2: Yeah, like I, I don't give this show a lot of credit. I don't think they're that deep.
1: The writer just doesn't care, except for in this one scene, he really wants to make a super deep artistic
2: expression. He wants wants to make a commentary on war and how you know they use children's iconography, like the turtles, to indoctrinate children into the whole you know war machine. And (laughs) yeah, it's not that. It's not any of
0: that. No, there's no way. (laughs) Is it possible the Turtles are getting a kickback from this and that's how they're able to afford so much pizza? Even that I mean, seems pretty high, bro. Maybe they've
1: licensed themselves, you know? I, <laughs> maybe. They're making money off the t-shirts and stuff that people yeah. wear. <laughs> that's what I'd do. If I was, you know, like it became a national icon, I would just license myself. I mean,
2: anyway. well, I mean... <laughs> i'm gonna get meta here for a second but i mean that's one of the things is like spider-man he talks about like he can't merchandise himself because then he would have to like file the copyright as peter parker because spider-man can't file a copyright and And that's why
1: i love booster gold
2: that's why, yeah. Booster Gold's amazing. I, lo- I love that about Booster Gold. Uh, but that is just one of my favorite things about Spider-Man is like he can't make money off of his appearance, so all the bootleggers do. All the other people make money off of his image. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyways, the case of the killer pizzas.
1: One second. Uh, one more thing in this last episode. Oh, okay. Baxter actually talks about getting the upper hand and trying to betray the Shredder. So We actually do get some traitorous Stockman in here, which I appreciate. Granted, it came out of nowhere. But how
2: how great would it have been? if like the, if if he kind of developed like a Starscream esque persona. I mean, he pretty much
1: does in the the two thousand three series. But You're
2: right, but I mean, like Transformers, like at this time was huge. Yeah, like Baxter could have been the Starscream 2 Shredder.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is definitely the beginning of that and probably where the inspiration of having, you know, Baxter be this more like traitorous opportunist came from is probably Mm -hmm. this episode because it wasn't really there in the in the comic book because he wasn't under anyone. He was just kind of his own villain. And so I feel like this is kind of where that that initially started. So I figured I'd bring it
0: up because I appreciate it. I man, I hate Baxter in these episodes. I right? do too. I do too. Um, but yeah, oh, it's so much saying. better once he becomes the fly because then he's at least like interesting. You know, he's a he's a dapper little monster. I, he's great, but this is this sucks.
2: Yeah, like honestly, no. I kind of want the action figure. The more the more I look at these episodes, the more I want that Baxter Neca figure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely get more into it in Anchovies, But there's definitely something that really bugged me about Stockman in these episodes. Yeah, but we'll do it after I, we. Go over the the pizza, the killer pizza. I,
0: I have a, I have another strange story from my youth about Baxter, if we have time. No, go I, ahead. I, I don't want to push back your... The segment is right four. Here. Talk about it. So uh, I was like, I have four or five years old. We get a cat, right? And mm. my parents are like, all right, you get to name the cat. So, so think about a name. My mom told me very specifically. She's like, all right, you got to name the cat before your dad comes home, but you can't name it after any of the Ninja Turtles. So I was like, oh, well, Splinter. And she's like, no, like, none, none of the turtles. So I was like, what name? What, what Ninja Turtles character does my mom not know? So I was like, Baxter. Baxter. So we named the cat Baxter. And Smart. I got home and my mom was like, he named it Baxter. Isn't that amazing? Where do you even come up with that name? Like, he doesn't have any friends at school named Baxter. And my dad's like, it's, it's one of the bad guys of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, <laughs> now, that, that breed of cat pack ranks like like a like a wolf does right so it thought it was above my sister mm-hmm. and it would attack her in her sleep like it would bite around her eyes and stuff and she was like two years old the only way to stop him from doing that is to prove your dominance and my parents wouldn't let you know my they wouldn't teach my sister to hit a cat right so had to get rid, rid of the cat so much like baxter in this cartoon that cat that was an apt name because baxter the cat was also just a burdensome little asshole. So, yeah that cat sounds demonic geez yeah it was, <laughs> it was awful yeah yeah i but like cats it,
1: and that cat sounds yeah. demonic
0: <laughs> but had it turned into a fly monster that would have been kind of cool right a cat could have kept cat it on the fly monster
2: stuff, right? That sounds horrific <laughs> all right mike get get to your get to uh, your uh time around here you know i mean i it, it it's it's nice to see the eye of sarnoth saga and like it feels like how many were how many episodes was it it was one two three four episodes you got four yeah.
0: episodes out of three dedicated
2: weeks. to this yeah. uh, to the eye of sarnoth it's just wild and it's like the, it never comes back <laughs> um case of the killer pizzas it's it's a fun episode and like it's it's neat because the the pizza monsters here are uh, the ones in um, uh, Turtles in Time in Sewer Surfing
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: where they hop up out of the water and that's probably the most like vivid memory I have of these monsters. Um, which kind of cool, NECA uh, for one of their Comic Con exclusives a couple of years ago repainted their xenomorph yellow um and put that out at comic-con as kind of like an homage to this but then also kind of a neat exclusive for people who collect the alien line uh i thought that was really neat yeah
0: i think it's even called like the sewer warriors you know more for something like that. I, is Remember it that i
2: think of? it is um or like sewer alien or something yeah um but also like it the official name for it kind of goes back and forth. Like it's either the sewer monster or uh, the uh, pizza monster or sewer mutant.
0: Um, Apparently, in the the manual for Turtles in Time for the SNES, they're called hmm. the Chunky Cheese Pizza Monster.
2: Huh. So, well, that's gross. Yeah, that's <laughs> chunky. I don't know. what's chunky about these guys. Um, chunky. One thing, another thing I liked about it was, uh, it's a pretty Vernon heavy episode. Um, a lot of good Vernonisms, you know, because we we lo- we love our, our our King Vernon Fenwick on this show.
1: <laughs> Man, another one of those characters that I was like, when he came in in the live action movie, I was like, really, this is who you went with?
2: Yeah, uh, but <laughs> having but having Will Arnett play him, that's chef's I mean, kiss. I mean, I do
1: like Will Arnett,
2: but. <laughs> I mean, of all characters to pull from, Vernon Fenwick is that's an inspired choice to go with for, for your movie. But I mean, like that kind of shows that like they did actually kind of care for 2014 and 2016. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I I caring they... Is, is they cared the least amount. But I mean, that's a good pull. To have
0: a, caring is a relative term, right?
2: Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's subjective. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. For uh, me, there's there's some things to pull, and there's others that aren't significant enough to pull. And like Vernon and Irma are two of those things. But they, yeah, is, they do
2: my girl so. dirty in this episode. Uh, this, isn't, this isn't a good Irma episode. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, because she's, she's, she's got that horribly uh, annoying in this episode. Yeah,
0: she's making fun of the guy with a mustache and the accordion. Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Who she she went on a date with him? Uh, <laughs> for for once. And then, like, he fell in love with her. And I love that, uh, like, she runs away. And then April's like, Oh, we'll meet her family. Like, if you're that interested. And, like, the turtles all shake, like, put their hands out from behind a wall. And he's, and he just freaks out because they're all green. He's like, Oh, our little bandito will be green. And then he runs away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but it's like horrible uh, Italian accent, horrible, horrible, stereotypical uh, Italian accent. Yeah. Who that guy is uh, played by uh, Cam Clark, uh, you know, who plays Leonardo on the show.
1: They pretty much voice like almost everything. Like your main cast, pretty much, almost does all the other voices too.
2: Oh yeah, like that. That's a union thing. Like they probably do a set amount of characters. Like we 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 discussed it before. Like you know, Cam Clark plays Rocksteady and Leo normally. Uh, Barry Gordon plays Bebop and Donatello Raphael or Rob Paulson is a lot of kind of background characters
0: it is sort of amazing too if you look at the the credits like just how far down the list Rob Paulson is mm-hmm. what a big name he is now it's, yeah because like,
2: it's, it's like one of his first like big roles yeah mm-hmm. you know he, he he was a bit player for a lot um, on other shows but like this was his first main gig mm.
1: Yeah, but man, it would be super nasty to get, you know, an alien egg on your pizza.
2: Yeah, and it's like, they're just huge meatballs, which I've never been a meatball person on pizza. I don't know if you guys uh, have tried that or not. I didn't even I, know it was
0: a thing. No, I
2: figured, uh, I, I, have I, don't thi- I don't think it's a thing.
0: It, it is, because uh, the Papa John's here, you can get meatball on pizza. It's frankly quite inferior to just sausage. Like I think the sauce—it feels smaller. like it would be. It's smaller. It cooks more evenly. It's, uh, you know, it's. It doesn't it's roll not like off. A full, it's not a full meatball. It's like, cut, like this is a spaghetti-sized
2: like meatball that they pop on these pizzas. Yeah, I know like, that's ridiculous. And I like I like weird combination pizzas. Like I, we have a pizza out here called the pastrami pizza.
0: Hmm.
2: Fancy name, right? But it's basically a pastrami sandwich baked into a pizza. So you got the mustard and the cheese and the pickles and uh the bits of pastrami super good highly recommend it um but i can't do a meatball on a pizza it just seemed, i just seem that i like weird pizza but that just seems weird in an unpractical way i see
0: i get it yeah it's not my favorite topping it's often very dry that's what i found yeah do you want to transition us, Mike? I set you up.
2: Oh, you know what? Since transition. we're talking about pizza toppings, let's dive in anchovies.
0: Smooth. Oh, there we go. <laughs> just, edit, just
2: edit out that part where you throw it to me. Yeah, yeah. No
1: anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call it So one of the biggest things that like has driven me nuts about Stockman is like how much he says master. Like he calls Shredder master so often to the point where it like starts making you feel uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, he's so awful. I also, I hate that there are, we've now had two different plot points that involve Baxter literally just throwing away the thing he needs. Mm-hmm. You know, he threw away the first eye of Sarnoth fragment and then he just tosses the Sarnothometer. At the at the end of an episode. Like what what lazy writing?
2: <laughs> it's it the show is nothing but a lot of convenience. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like everybody is so convenient, or everything is just so convenient to the turtles. Can what what happened to the first starnothometer? I don't even remember. It's been so, <laughs> it feels like it's been so long. But like
0: so Don makes a new machine in uh, the Mean machines to track the sarnathometer and he mentions that he has a new sarnathometer but i don't think anything happened to the sarnathometer in the first place i it's it's strange i don't understand it yeah i i don't know <laughs> it, it's, it's so like, hard to remember a lot
2: of conveniences in this show
0: yeah. um, i already i already gave my little complaint about the robot meter made. how just ridiculous and stupid that was yeah. But then also, like, Mike's nunchucks are straight-up magic in the beam machines. Oh,
2: uh, when he throws it and it, like, loops into the turtle van? Yeah! What's that about? And then it
0: wraps its, its way around the dragon's snout?
2: Leo, Leo does something kind of similar in uh, Case of the Killer Pieces. When he does that, he does a flip over one of the aliens. Yes. And it's like he jumps and then does a flip in midair, and it's like that gives him more momentum to keep going. It's the, it's so weird. <laughs> I was like, I had to like my wife's like, What? And I had to rewind it so we could like see that again.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I already complained about that. We already talked about the the computer's trope, so I won't get mm-hmm. back
2: into that. It just but, you know what? Okay, I got one for all three episodes. Uh there are so many animation errors. Oh, like goodness. heavy animation errors like voices coming out of the wrong turtles like there's a part where like raf gets picked up by one of the aliens and then like leo's voice comes out of him and then in the next scene like it's raf raf Raph again uh, donatello like there's a lot of swapping for donatello i noticed mm-hmm. like usually like leo and Raph will go do something but then it's like it's donatello they drew and then Don and then it cuts again, and Don and Tello's like in the other in the background with Mikey or something. It's 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 a lot of this animation error and stuff. And it's like, you guys color coded these turtles so this wouldn't happen. That, like it's it would have like been when, better if you just left them all red.
0: It's like when Don and Mike like jump into April's apartment and then like Don and Raph land the blimp, and yep. then Don and Raph are back in the apartment, and Don and Leo run in with to the apartment (laughs) he's just everywhere it's it's
2: just it's wild how much how many animation errors
1: (laughs) secretly it's actually just the ninja turtle clone saga yeah
2: Yeah, (laughs) right honestly that would be an interesting story (laughs) like i'd be down for clone saga turtles but yeah and just there's so many just weird errors and like and you can find videos of all the errors on on youtube and whatever um, but it, it's it's really like it's it's almost kind of embarrassing how many there are, and we're only six episodes in on the second season, right? You know, there's there's only been eleven episodes total this this point. That's just wild to me.
1: One of my other things is if the glider has jet engines, what is the point of the whole balloon part of, of the turtle blimp? Like they've got they've got jets that seem to let the glider just fly.
2: It's so they don't have to use the jet engines. Do you know how expensive fuel is? Right. Fair enough. Jet <laughs> fuel is probably hard <laughs> to come
1: by. I mean, like the only other thing I can think of is like they at least need the balloon to get it up in the air since they don't have a runway or wheels. And they yeah, then yeah, like I
2: think I think the the blimp is for the vertical, you know, and kind of kind of hanging out, and then the the glider can go anywhere.
1: Yeah, that's the only that's the only thing I could really come up with for that. So I, I lo- guess we came up with a point for the balloon.
2: I, I I love I love in uh in case of the killer pizzas when the turtles detach from the blimp and they fly off in a different direction. April's like follow the blimp. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Vern's like, well, just don't be a backseat driver. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I love. That was a good Vernon impersonation.
2: Oh, thank you. I,
0: I know we're in anchovies, but we're talking about the blimp, and I got to talk about how they deflate the blimp. And Raph, like, he just throws his. Side I was like, doesn't he just pop? Blimp. Yeah, yeah. It, like, there's cl- clearly like a lever to release the air, like mm-hmm. right next to where he stabs right into the <laughs> balloon. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: And then dotel gonna it. have to patch it up again before they i shoot know the balloon on its they next throw outing.
2: their weapons so much too in these episodes
1: mm-hmm. yeah and then they just have them back again instantly ever <laughs> retrieving them like yeah another thing I, is why doesn't irma believe the turtles exist like like wasn't that a whole thing where she sounded like she's like why don't we you know talk about real people like real men to april like it seems like she doesn't believe they exist.
2: I think she it, it hasn't clicked for her yet, but it's like it's it's weird. It's really weird how they treat the turtles like some people believe they're real, some people know they're fugitives, like one hundred percent know they are, and then other people like question their existence, like Irma. Like is channel six news? Is that is it news or is it like a tabloid show? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> like I mean, I what? guess it's was-
2: if it's called the happy
1: hour news, maybe it's not that trustworthy of a news right. source.
2: Oh, God. And, and, and then when in, in Killer Pizzas, when April's like, April, Vern, and the camera crew are chasing after the pizza monster, like, they're running after it, and they're filming it, but then Irma's watching it on TV, and the camera guy's in the shot of April <laughs> running with the turtles. So who's filming the camera guy and April and the news team? Like it's such a weird thing. Like I get why they did it, but it's such a it's such a weird shot. It's
0: it's like live behind the scenes. Exactly. Yeah. Like who's
1: filming this? I can I can just see you like being in the. the it's always sunny Philadelphia. I mean, with like when Charlie Day is just, Charlie's just like looking at the wall. The who is yeah who is Pepe Silva <laughs> like, <laughs> talking about this?
2: April. April.
1: Who is filming? <laughs> The van.
0: Uh, <laughs> like, uh, who I'm is filming the cameraman? I'm not convinced that they didn't use Mad Libs to write some of these episodes.
2: Oh, absolutely! They threw plot points on a wall and are just sorting them all. Yeah, like what was with the Sarnothometer suddenly destroying the Eye of Sarnoff? I what? they wrote it like they wrote themselves into a corner and they couldn't figure yeah. a way to get out of it. Yeah. Obviously,
0: and like to your point, they're just throwing stuff out there. Like case of the killer pizzas, you didn't even mention that there was a control device for
2: the... Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. And it's like... And then it just gets thrown in the sewer river. Yeah.
0: And, like, they're organic beings. And, like, every episode we've had has been about some
2: control device. (laughs) Like, get away from it. (laughs) It's You know what? Okay. I had that written down. uh, So I'm glad you brought it up. All three of these episodes feel exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Like, it's Shredder and Baxter go do something they mess up the turtles figure it out they get a device to fix it and then the the device breaks and then the shredder and baxter run away all three of these episodes are exactly the same yeah different things happen in them but like it felt like i was watching the same episode three times
0: yeah Yeah. um we're not quite to the point where we're getting all the cool guest stars like leatherhead and rat king yeah the the punk frogs and all that we're in this weird limbo we're, just we're like you know around.
2: we're getting there though we're yeah. getting there those are the next three episodes so i can't wait for those at least but, we'll
1: finally get some
2: variety oh yeah. yeah but i think um out of the three you know what out of the three the mean machines did i did have the most fun watching that one but i think it's because it's i think it's because i watched that one first Because you know it came before these two, but I think that's why it didn't feel like the other two episodes.
0: (laughs) Well, if we're gonna start talking about stuff we like, do we want to move on to? I love. Oh, hang
2: on, I got one more. Okay, Uh, I hated Blodgett. Oh God, (laughs) I hated Blodgett.
0: (laughs) First and only appearance for a good reason.
2: (laughs) God, Blodgett just—it was everything about his character was just terrible, and then I you brought it up earlier but like with the gold um like it created the Taj Mahal with the yeah. gold columns yeah but it doesn't work on gold like I, I, I don't know it, it could was like
0: any other substance concrete I you know I don't I know mean,
2: yeah like concrete would have been like gold was fine but it's like it's the fact that he made the Taj Mahal and then like they made it a point to use the Taj Mahal as the thing that proves that it de- can't work on gold, but then also like it it just it doesn't make sense.
0: They wrote yeah. themselves into a corner; just had to do something.
2: I don't think they wrote themselves into a corner. I think they just didn't they didn't care. I think they just Probably. ignored it.
1: Yeah, those episodes just definitely like that last like the whole gold thing did not make a lot of sense.
2: And like the the effects that the Eye of Sarnoff has are like different depending on who's using it. Like when when Shredder and Baxter like when they lost the eye, like when it fell off or whatever, like it like the dragon disappeared that uh, Shudder made, mm-hmm. but then like Blodgett's living room still had all the comic books later. Oh, that's true. Like it's 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 weird. Like even even like the the rules that they wrote aren't consistent. I'm just amazed. Like
0: three different people had the eye of Sarnoth, and. The turtles are attacked by four different giant monsters in that time like mm-hmm. giant dragon cement man lightning monster and then shredder makes three monsters that we only see for like a split second to destroy the, the bridge make something besides monsters
2: and okay so the it's really circle. weird also too like the whole eye of sarna thing like it's 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 a it's a crystal that can make whatever you want essentially correct why does it why does a one piece of it have like why does one piece of it have an artificial intelligence that plugs into computers well
1: it's, it's the artificial intelligence already existed like it was already computer that existed he just plugged it up into the computer
0: which gave it I guess
2: oh I thought omnis was power. inside one of the crystals
0: uh-uh. I was un, I was unclear on that I thought maybe it was just a power source but like you're right though like one of them shrunk the turtles yeah one of them made a plant grow super giant and i don't think we ever really learned what the third one did
2: no cuz cuz we we jumped straight into ha- them having all three
0: yeah but like those are vastly different things to put together to and then like when they put
2: together and then when they're put together it doesn't it doesn't cohesively or whatever like unless the third crystal was the thing that materializes what you want and then you have one crystal makes it small and one crystal makes it big Like, that's the only thing I could think of that makes sense for having all three of them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, I was going to try and compare it to the Infinity Gauntlet, but then I realized that, like, literally all those things together that each, like, Infinity Stone controls (laughs) equates to just being able to do anything. So Yeah,
2: but I mean, like, and all those had their own individually established powers, too. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was funny that Blodgett almost literally killed people when he was driving the van. The, the news van off the pier. <laughs> and then just Vernon, just like, you're fired. Like, <laughs> not like you lost our million dollar van. Yeah. Does Vern have the authority? That was the thing I, I, I was wondering too. Like, does Vern have the authority to fire right. him? Like, is Vern like a suit? He's like, is he a supervisor or is he an other reporter? Well, so, sometimes he's a reporter because yeah, he like, dogs he, on April. Yeah, exactly, like he yeah. he's like competing with April in some in some episodes, and then like others, he's like her boss kind of. Like he's not burned, but he's like he's like the Dwight to you know Burn,
0: assistant to the yeah the, ass- director, the manager to yeah. the
2: the ass- assistant assistant to the manager, right? Not assistant manager
0: maybe. <laughs> Are there like senior reporters in news? I'm not a I'm not a journalist. I mean, I'm you have movies.
2: anchors, you have, you know, field reporters, you have head reporters. Yeah. Um, you you have stuff like that. And it's like that's why I was wondering is like is Channel 6 Happy Hour News is that a tabloid show? Because the, the things that they cover like are just a, they never cover the news so much. And then like we saw the other anchor to giving the news. Like uh, when yeah. when the robots were all attacking, right? That wasn't Channel Six.
0: Man, if it's a tabloid, it's doing really well.
2: That's that's, that's, what, I'm, well, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like this was the '80s. Like the internet didn't exist. This is this, this was how <laughs> this is how people shit post back in the '80s.
1: I'm just trying to think of. Anyway, th- th- I guess there's plenty of news jokes you could make here, but. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: about very this is this is services this is fake news.
1: <laughs> well let's get into the real stuff then. Let's talk about what we love. With I love being a turtle. I love being a turtle one thing that like did make me laugh and maybe this kind of ridiculous. I mean well it, it made me laugh because it was super ridiculous and weird looking isn't like Mikey just sits on the dynamite while the uh <laughs> yeah. the everybody thing freaks comes out. to him.
2: <laughs> yeah. and he's just sitting there waiting like the way everybody everybody out. like freaks out so bad and like Mikey didn't give him any sign <laughs> that he that he knew what he was doing everybody just automatically assumed Mikey is stupid enough to do this <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: just down on the job <laughs> yeah like like and and Mikey doesn't like try to clear like clarify like later like hey guys like to trap yeah that's a good one But like just even
1: the whole transition of the scene like when you see him like everybody dude and he's like yeah. running away like just like the whole way of mood was just so weirdly paced i guess i don't know mm-hmm. but it it made me laugh what you know because well, he's like he running for was his hilarious.
0: life right before that he's like <laughs> yeah. doing his best to get away from this thing and it cuts and cuts back and he's just sitting nah. there yeah. Oh boy. yeah
2: yeah it, it, it looks like he was like taking a rest on it yeah <laughs> uh, man see so yeah, it
1: actually made me laugh so no matter what whether it's because it was well done and well executed to make people laugh or whether because it was just poorly done but still made it look hilarious i loved it it made me laugh
0: it was great two things can be true right yeah <laughs> I gotta say, I I love uh, Shredder's, like, terrible robe costume that he has on.
2: It's so stupid. I love it.
0: (laughs) He has an entire, like, monk's robe on, but all of his armor and his cape on underneath it.
2: Yeah, like, the prongs are poking out. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, especially, like, he's not hiding from anyone. Like, his main form of communication is to take over every television in New York to warn the turtles about something. Mm -hmm. With his masked face, which is still poking out of the robe. Like, just take the mask off. That's more of a costume.
2: Right? <laughs> I uh, I love when he loses his helmet. Uh, we see that the mask, like, wraps around the back of his head. Mm-hmm. But also, like, a couple episodes ago, he just pulls it straight off.
0: Yeah, and this one, in uh, Curse of the Evil Eye, he pulls it up over his face like it's cloth.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's it's like it, it's very inconsistent what it is like. Some like they call him like metal mouth, and so like we've always kind of assumed it was a little metal plate he plugs in because like the shredder, like movie shredder, like it's a metal plate he pulls off. Yeah. You know, well, oftentimes front of it has like
0: a metal crease in it, like it's, it's yeah formed in a certain like way. cloth
2: doesn't form like that.
0: Yeah. It's probably something he picked up in
1: Dimension X, you know.
2: It's yeah, it's like man. you know, special dimension X metal or something.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's got but
2: it's <laughs> the one I'm looking for.
0: Upgrade nothing else, but I need a new mask. I can't breathe for anything.
2: <laughs> I can't breathe over here. Uh I just I don't know. I like that. And then we we also get like a couple of wacky turtle costumes like the delivery man um uh, with the beards and the sunglasses. Um than the, than the pizza delivery men costumes like and then like the turtles at one point also wear robes and then like have like funny nose glasses
0: yeah now i was positive uh, you guys have seen batman versus ninja turtles right yes mm-hmm. so the pizza boxes that have this logo on it and i mm. can't figure out where it's from it's like a pizza with like a big chunk taken out of it I could have sworn when they had those pizza delivery guy outfits on that the logo on their back was that logo, but it's not. And I'm still, if anyone listening knows what logo I'm talking about, (laughs) and if it's from something or if it's just from the movie, reach out to us, let me know, Uh, help me sleep better at night.
2: (laughs) It's bugging you that much. It really
0: is. Like, I feel like I picked out every other thing in Batman versus Ninja Turtles, except
2: that. (laughs) I haven't picked up on that one yet.
0: Yeah, that I, I went, one that went over my head. Uh, did anyone notice that Shredder throws the door po- potion from Mario Two? At the end I, you of the- know
2: what? Okay, that was a weirdly specifically designed like potion bottle. Yeah, for the kind of warehouse they were in, because it was like a robot factory, like the Robodyne factory, I think it was called, which yeah, I th- which has to be a play on like Cyberdyne for from Terminator. Hmm. Um but it, it, it was this weirdly specific potion bottle. Yeah, it's it's the
0: door potion from Mario 2. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I, I, I was like, this, <laughs> this could be great. He's going to make a door and run through it back to Dimension X or whatever, but no. It just was a smoke bomb.
2: You get a couple more hearts while he, he's over there.
0: Spencer's too damn young. He's looking this up right now. I mean, <laughs> I'm not looking it up right now. You've never I just, played
2: Mario 2? No, I've played Super Mario
1: World because I had a Super Nintendo growing up.
2: Oh, God.
1: Uh you know, it took me took us forever to get get another game system besides the Super Nintendo. But I played Super Nintendo. I played Super Mario World. Uh, so but this that's is specifically from two. In yeah,
0: Super Mario Two. They have this potion. you toss it. It makes a door that turns you into like puts you in like a mirror world. Basically, but okay. it's exactly it's like exactly that potion he throws. It's the same yeah. like, style of beaker with a red fluid in it. I was so excited, but then it was just a smoke bomb.
1: <laughs> man we'll have to yeah i'll definitely have to look it up and see what you're talking about uh
2: what i said earlier like i honestly did have a lot of fun watching mean machines like that up until like when until up until the point i had to start dissecting the episode i had fun watching it like it really felt like oh you're know, like this is a good saturday morning cartoon and then i started looking deeper into it and that's when all the that's when all the cracks started showing but overall like these are fun episodes if you just kind of like I, th- I think i think the problem is i watched all three of them in a row and that's like i said they feel like the same episode mm-hmm. yeah. but they're but I've, generally they're fun yeah
0: uh case of the killer pizzas has been like at the top of my list for a long time like, mm. I've always just enjoyed the pizza monsters and everything. But, like, really sitting down and really watching it and paying attention, like, there is just too much going on. Yeah. Like, it's like the meatballs from Dimension X that turn into monsters. Like, I, I love that plot, right? We get monsters running around the sewer. The Shredder is using the Turtles' uh, natural proclivities against them. But then, like, also the meatballs <sighs> need to be electrocuted to make them into monsters. And then the monsters... Them burn through. Things. They and specifically have to be microwaved. Little, yeah, and they also have a control thing, and then uh water makes them grow, and then more electricity makes them like it's it's way too much. Yeah, they need to just keep it
2: simple. Um, one thing I like is the the wave two NECA figures. Um, so the, the NECA figures like they cram in a lot of cool Easter eggs, mm-hmm. um, and like other props from the show. Um, so one thing I really liked was that the very specific in the wave Two NECA Ninja Turtle figures, the Mikey and Raph two pack comes with the flyer that Shredder uh, put, punches extra holes in yeah. and then uh, washes down the sewer. And it was funny because like in a lot of groups they were like, what is this? And we had to be like, "Ah, oh, it's from it's from this episode. Now, specifically,
0: was it clear that those holes were could only have been made by Shredder's Frongs.
2: It was and they actually fit the NECA figure if you go to plug them in.
0: Yes okay that's awesome.
2: It's pretty cool. That's Uh, that's
0: an attention to detail there.
2: You know like I shit on NECA a lot but there's a lot of like there are people who are paying attention there like their brand manager for Ninja Turtles he knows what he's talking about Mm -hmm. and he knows he knows Ninja Turtles very well.
0: Uh, I have two favorite jokes I want to say. In these episodes, uh, mm-hmm. curse of the evil eye, Raphael. I think they trapped someone with a net or something, and Raphael says, We could have made a net profit. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. good dad joke. And then, uh, case of the killer pizzas, uh, they they talk about like just living their lives as a living regular turtle, mm-hmm. or uh, they would, they,
2: they, it's it's uh. Oh, it's at the end when Leonardo says like, you know, we'll die like a turtle and Michael and Donatello's like, I'd rather live as a mock turtle.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be destroyed as real turtles. He's like, no, I'd like to keep living as a mock turtle.
1: (laughs) Uh, I really like the uh, I've always been great against household appliances joke. You know, just Raphael just being like, I've always been great against household
2: appliances. He's like, very good thinking son he's like thanks sensei i've always been really good against household appliances <laughs> like i i i'd forgotten how snarky Raph is like we know he's you know cool but rude but i just i forget how snarky he is because a lot of the other rafs are just kind of angry mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's just his one liners are actually really funny
0: yeah he's got some good ones also, I, I love seeing the turtles like train and spar against each other. I I don't know why. I, I just love especially like uh way back in season one, the second episode when like Leo and Mike are fighting in the beginning. Yeah. I think it's cool to see them like in their downtime, like honing their skills and fighting washing machine robots and stuff. I don't know, it's just kind of cool.
2: Yeah, I mean it it it's cool to watch them do this. It it's it'd be cool to see them train different ways, I guess. I don't know. It always feels like they're learning the same lesson. <laughs> right. Like they're always just kind of sparring against each other. And it's like, okay, well, you guys know how each other fight. Fair. So I don't know. That's 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 mean nitpicking something that doesn't have to mean nitpick.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean who else are they supposed to fight at the moment, you
2: know? I mean that's also true. It's like, you know, like they're just constantly training against themselves. Cause we haven't seen Splinter fight against them yet. And it's like he's the guy who he's the guy who would who you would want to train against. There's is an episode
1: where they do I I don't know if it was one of these started? three or an earlier one. It's one where he it, throws them
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, cuz I thought it was at the beginning of one of these episodes where he just like tosses two of them around. Yeah, it's the mean machine. Now?
1: It's it's the mean machine's episode. At the very beginning he uh he throws Michelangelo and then Raph's just like, "Ha, you suck more or less, you know, something to that extent."
2: Oh, that goes against right. him and then
0: splinter throws him as well.
2: That's right.
0: See? Yeah. It's also so there's this gif I've seen of uh, Splinter playing basketball against uh, against the Ninja Turtles. Okay. he really like weaves in and out of them and then dunks. I can't wait for us to get to that episode. Like that's the kind of training we need. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's 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 fun to see Splinter do things. Yeah, definitely. M- more than just pop a bubble with a stick.
0: Yeah uh spencer what was your favorite of these episodes my favorite one
1: uh i guess it was probably it Was probably also the mean machines one you know like it kind of it kind of gripped me more than the other two yeah there's some good action in that that episode yeah yeah and then if, and then probably next would be the the pizza one and then the eye of would probably come in last even though what I do love about that episode is once again I mentioned earlier but you actually see like the traitorous Stockman personality even if it's only briefly. You know, that, for me that's when Stockman starts becoming a more interesting character is when he's more of an opportunist, ready to to strike. There. All
2: right,
0: that, anything else we need to talk about for these episodes? You know, if I think I
2: think we went over pretty much everything we could about these episodes. Yeah. I think they're fun. So if you guys out there like these episodes, let us know what your anchovies are, or let us know what you know you love about them. Yeah, do hit it. us up
0: on Twitter and Facebook. We're at Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Correct? And we're also on on Facebook just for Ninja Turtle Power Hour. And before we get going, we'll hurry and cover a little bit of news. <laughs>
2: This is April O'Neill of
1: Channel 6. So, something I missed that I was supposed to announce last week, but I'm not going to be announcing till this week, because when you're listening to this, it's going to have been last Wednesday that these comic books were <laughs> released. But there are three new Ninja Turtle comic books that all came out that week, and I totally dropped the ball. How Number... could you? I know. I'm a terrible person. I'm not a real fan. I'm sorry. I'm faking it for this podcast.
2: Hey, you know, cause... there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of e-money out there, and... Ninja Turtles podcasts. Definitely. You're (laughs) on thin (laughs) ice, Spencer. One
1: more mix
0: up and you're (laughs) off the podcast. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So issue 113 came out, as well as the Best of Leonardo book. And Jenica 2 issue number three came out all last Wednesday. So if you haven't gotten them, or if you're interested in any of those, go to your local comic book store or go online however you read your comic books i'm not gonna tell you how to do it but do it go
2: read them you can buy those books digitally or at your local comic book store if you can't find your local comic book store head on over to comicshoplocator.com. drop your zip code and bada bing bada boom your nearest shop will appear
1: there you go so that's our show thanks for listening <laughs>
0: spencer what are we doing next week
1: Next week, we will be covering issue number eight of volume one of the Mirage series, as well as Tales of the Ninja Turtles, volume one, number seven. Yep. Tales of the Turtles, volume one, number seven. Perfect. That's Savanti Romero's story. Yes, we're going to be covering the Savanti Romero time
0: travel story. Be excited because it's exciting. Oh, I am.
2: <laughs> I know
0: I am definitely. uh The hype is real. They crossover with Cerebus in there. Yeah. First, first appearance of Renette. First appearance of Renette. Exciting stuff. Heck, let's just talk about it now. We're already like
2: halfway into it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, let's save it for next week. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll, we'll save it for next week. So, but no, I'm, I'm excited to dive into Renette.
1: Yeah. Yep. So go ahead and please follow us on all the various (laughs) socials that we mentioned earlier. Uh, You know, subscribe to the podcast. Keep listening if you enjoyed what you, you know, if you like what you heard. And until next time, folks, cowabunga.
2: Cowabunga. You go ahead. I'll cover my rear.